0: Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Look, oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you'll like football. i well, right. say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise <laughs> the Steelers. Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. It is overtime for the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever will be. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. I'm Jake Murrin, and welcome to episode two of one of the newest series here on SBTOT. I wrote episode one solo, but I'm pleased to be joined by Alex Henry today.
1: What's going on, everybody? I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about uh, some sports betting.
0: Yeah, and Alex, we're here for the second edition of the ZipLine podcast. If you're unfamiliar with sports betting, check out episode one of this series posted on January 9th, where I go in detail about each type of bet that you can place in a sports book. We're back, though, and this should be fun as we'll be bouncing and suggesting bets between each other. Maybe we'll agree on some, maybe we'll disagree on some as well. But this is what you can expect on today's podcast. Alex and I will talk about three bets that we like and find value in three bets that have value but we don't necessarily necessarily like and then we'll wrap up with one good old parlay no same game parlay on the docket for today as there's just not much to make a same game parlay out of at the time of this recording uh, it's also important to note that Alex and I do this for fun. In fact, Alex, you're not even old enough to be eligible to, eligible to bet yet. He's not engaging in the bets he suggests. Instead, he's just giving his thoughts on lines in sports books. We're not encouraging anyone to follow what we have to say. We're just having fun with the odds provided by these different sports books. Also, the national helpline for gambling addiction is available 24/7 with both with both uh, text and call services at one 522 4700. That's 1 800 4700 if you or someone you know has a gambling addiction. All right, with that being said, let's get into it, Alex, and I'll start by asking you for one of your bets that you do like and find value in.
1: Yeah, well, Jake, you know, like you mentioned, I cannot bet, but one thing I do know a lot about is sports. Yeah. So I do love looking at these lines and, uh, on FanDuel, NBA regular season MVP 2022-2023 is something that you can bet on right now. And I would highly recommend banging the money line on Luka Doncic, plus 2-100. He's in the fifth right now in terms of going into to the All-Star uh, weekend that just ended. And uh, he, he has the best stats out of all four people ahead of him. He's got 33 points eight rebounds, and eight assists. That's his average. That's better than everybody ahead of him just as an overall player. And he has really, really, really helped his team. Obviously, Kyrie coming in does affect that anchor position that he does have where he's been the anchor. That's the only reason the team's good. But still, yeah, he is, in my mind, the most valuable player in the league. And, uh, I mean, at those odds, if you were to bet four dollars and seventy seven cents, you would get exactly a hundred dollars. So it's pretty pretty nice.
0: So Luka Doncic to win NBA MVP and that was plus two twenty?
1: Uh it was it was plus uh
0: two thousand one hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So way, way more. Yeah, um uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that the actual favorite? Like is he the favorite, but obviously with those odds no, or is no, he no. way he, further down?
1: He's way further down. He they did do it in the order of what uh the Kia uh, ladder is right now, so he's fifth uh but yeah I really like that he he's been second a majority of the season uh he's third at some points and now he's fifth uh but no I I really like that that yeah
0: picking up the value while he's fifth and then maybe next week he's back up to number three or number two so I do like the value on that pick right now I'm kind of leaning towards Jason Tatum and I don't know where he necessarily falls in that ladder but certainly some value Fourth. fourth so one ahead yeah Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that is some pretty good value there if you're eyeing Luka Doncic for NBA MVP. For my first bet that I like, I'm going to college hoops here. I actually don't have any NBA bets on today on today's podcast. But for college hoops, I like West Virginia minus 205 tonight against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, they've lost two in a row to ranked teams. They lost 87 to 76 to Kansas. And then they lost 100 to 75 TCU and I believe TCU was ranked 22nd at the time, so ranked but not even close to the top 10 at all. Oklahoma State did beat West Virginia earlier this year on January 2nd, and the score of that contest was 67 to 60. And that just gives the Mountaineers something to get revenge for. West Virginia, they're due for a win, they lost three in a row, but before playing ranked teams, they were blowing other teams away. I don't love that this game is on the road, but I think they'll have an edge over Oklahoma State. I like West Virginia as the favorites on the road tonight, minus 205. Maybe a parlay piece with another college basketball game that you like. Uh but minus two five, it's not too inflated. Uh but I do like that West Virginia line. Any analysis on that, I know it's college hoops, but
1: well yeah, Jake. I mean to be honest, if you didn't know outside of the Akron zips, my first love in college basketball is the West Virginia Mountaineers because my whole family for whatever reason loves West Virginia basketball and every single year. They sneak into the tournament, and they make it far. They've made it to the Sweet 16 multiple times. This West Virginia team has historically been a team that people sleep on, and uh, while I don't know a lot in terms of stats and what you just mentioned, I do know from a lifelong fandom that, yeah, West Virginia can be that team uh, that you really don't expect, so at good odds, I like it.
0: Yeah, both teams on losing streaks. Something has to give. I just think West Virginia has that edge, even as the road team here tonight against Oklahoma State. I'll give it right back to you, though, the second bet that you find value in and that you like.
1: Yeah, I really like NASCAR. It's my guilty pleasure sport. You don't hear me talk about it all the time, but I'm going to get to talk about it here on Zipline. NASCAR Cup Series Championship, Ross Chastain, plus 1,200. This man, let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He was a watermelon farmer for a majority of his life and then signed to Pitbull's racing team and became one of the best racers there. He has been incredible. He's, in his very, you know, short career compared to some of these other guys, your Chase Elliott's or Kyle Larson's or Joey Logano's, he, in a short career, has had some of the most insane NASCAR highlights you'll ever see, and he is always so close in all of his races, and he... It's he's at the point in this career where the, the guys I talked about, like the Chase Elliotts, the Kyle Larson's. I know these names might be going in one year, not the other to you, Jake. But <laughs> you're your, your NASCAR legend, so to speak. This is when they got their big wins. Is where Chase or is where Ross Chastain is, and sure, maybe is it, is it a little bit of my fandom? Yes, but he he's right up there with the other guys uh, when you look at the odds, and he drives the number one Chevrolet car. And obviously, everybody knows Chevys are the best cars in NASCAR, so you want to go with Ross Chastain here, and uh, I, I yeah, I really like this uh, bet.
0: Yeah, a lot of what you said, Alex, did go in one year, out <laughs> the other year for me. But I think the biggest takeaway I had was Pitbull has a racing team.
1: Yeah, isn't that I didn't crazy? even know about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And what were the odds one more time on that? Plus so... uh, one thirty-five. Oh, Oh, one thousand two hundred. Oh man, I'm I'm hearing it completely wrong over here, Alex. Yeah, but yeah, yeah those yeah. are I mean, those are some seriously good odds, and if you. Bet just a couple dollars on that. I mean, you're going to get a huge return. So not bad value there, and you had good reasoning as well. So maybe uh, people will uh, follow you along with that bet for you. Sure. Uh, my second bet that I like, and I'm going to the UFC here already, Alex. I know we both have a lot of UFC action in this episode of The Zipline. We're both UFC fans. So this is where the you know deep analysis really comes in. So for me, I have John Jones versus Cyril Gunn. Over four and a half rounds. Hmm. The odds right now are minus 145 on this. It goes down March 4th at UFC 285. I'd prefer a fight goes the distance line for potentially better odds, but that just isn't available right now. So I'm taking the over four and a half rounds. Jones, his last three fights in the UFC have gone to a decision. He hasn't won inside the distance since 2018. And I think it's his cardio, athleticism, and movement that will make him excel at heavyweight, not his power. Four of Gons nine fights in the UFC have gone to a decision. He's creative on the feet, has incredible athleticism for a heavyweight as well, but has also wrestled in the past. I still don't know who's winning this fight. I don't have my pick locked down yet, but I could see both of them engaging in wrestling, which takes time off the clock. I don't imagine the GOAT, John Jones, getting knocked out or submitted, and I don't see him putting out one of the best heavyweights either in his first fight in three years. So I really like that over four and a half rounds.
1: No, I I real I like that bet too. My only concern with that bet would be it's John Jones at heavyweight. He was already so strong at light heavyweight. It's just so much more power now for him moving up. But like you said, it's Cyril Gone. He is one of the best. And what I think Cyril Gone is one of the best at is its technical heavyweights ever. Mm-hmm. He might be the best technical heavyweight ever which means he will have good head movement and hopefully we'll be able to defend some of the shots for that bet Jake uh, but yeah that would be my only concern with that bet but I, I like it and uh, especially at the early odds right now
0: yeah I think it's gonna be a master class at heavyweight and usually a heavyweight contest over four and a half is inflated you don't want to take that no. over four and a half rounds for a heavyweight contest but I like this one here with John Jones and Cyril gone I'll throw it back over to you for the last bet that you do like and find value in
1: I'm gonna go to the UFC as well this Saturday right. fight night. Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Span, and uh, it's it's a simple bet. I'm going money line here. I like Nikita Krylov to get it done. Uh, Ryan Span is good. He's strong. He's powerful. He's big. But Nikita Krylov has just been way way better recently I think and it is going to be a close fight the odds right now are at a negative 186 for Nikita Krylov and plus 144 for Ryan, Ryan Span and I do expect it to probably widen a little more actually but not hmm. by much uh but no I I don't think this is Ryan Span's uh, fight so I do like the money line on uh, Nikita Krylov
0: Interesting. I like Krylov as well, but with Ryan Spann, it's hard to bet against him looking it at is, that last fight against uh, Dominic Reyes when he completely turned his lights off. And, you know, Dominic Reyes, certainly at the end of his career, not much you know competitive spirit out there in the cage, but that was a seriously impressive showing out of Ryan Spann. And Ryan Spann in that post-fight interview saying that that was his first time training for a fight, which, Literally. you know, you kind of don't really take him seriously right. when he says that, but... I mean, if he's training harder than ever, I would not get bet against him, but certainly a close line there for the main event this Saturday night in a fight night. That should be very entertaining, and you could see go either way. Right. So that's interesting. Those are the three bets that you like. My last bet that I like is an MLB future. So I know MLB is going to get thrown into this as well with not many M- N- NBA games to bet on right now. So my last bet that I like is the New York Yankees to win the AL East in 2023, which is actually plus 105. So you're getting that at underdog odds for the Yankees to just win their division. I think that's a steal. The Yankees won the division title by seven games, even with a slow ending to the regular season last year. Every year, the Yankees are competitors. And even if they aren't exceeding expectations... Then we can expect them to be the most active team in all of baseball come the trade deadline. I expect New York to compete with the Houston Astros for the first seed in the American League. And the true race in the AL East will likely be for second and third place between the Blue Jays, Rays, and Orioles. Maybe the Red Sox, but I think they finished last in the the division. I like the Yankees to win the AL East. Not sure if you have much on that, Alex, but uh, plus one of five odds. I think that's a steal for the Yankees.
1: No, I, I I do like that, and I understand that you know the Yankees win a lot. Oh, yeah. And with my little knowledge of baseball, I understand that, and I know they're in the they're in the playoffs every single year. Uh, so yeah, I, I I can't really say I disagree because I wouldn't have a good reason, Jake. But uh, I do like the bet for my little knowledge and what you have just said. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're one of the most hated teams in baseball, reigning AL MVP Aaron Judge on the team. I like their chances come 2023, not only to win the AL East, but even World Series futures. I maybe put a little sprinkle on the Yankees on that as well. Let's move on, though. Let's talk about the bets that we don't like that necessarily, you know, it might have value, but we just don't like betting on that line. I'll actually kick us off on this one because I... Start, I ended it with uh, baseball last time. I'm going to start the bets I don't like with baseball. Uh, Jacob deGrom to win the 2023 AL Cy Young Award is plus 500. DeGrom, I, I just don't like this bet because deGrom can't stay healthy. DeGrom, mm. he's the favorite to win the award in the American League. That's the The best odds is plus 500. He's the favorite to win this award. He's on a new team with the Texas Rangers this year. He hasn't played a full season in years. He's constantly injured. If DeGrom stays healthy all year long, he's going to win this award. No doubt. He is so talented on the mound, on the rubber, but I just don't see him staying healthy all year long. I'd be willing to bet against that and against him winning the AL Cy Young Award. It is great odds at plus 500, but I just think there's better guys on that list. You can always throw some on Garrett Cole as well of the Yankees, but Jacob deGrom to win AL Cy Young Award plus 500. That's a bet I'm staying away from.
1: Well, Jake, I trust your opinion on baseball. I'll stay away from this bet as well. I mean, it, it does make a lot of sense. You see it in every sport. If, if you never want to bet on the team or the the player, I guess, that, you know, always has that liability. If there's ever a liability, you should really be conscientious about a bet that you're making. So with such a big liability, talking about a guy who's injury prone, um, yeah, I mean, that's, and especially on the early bets, too. Mm I'm going to kind of talk about it a little more in one of my bets not to make uh, later, but yeah,
0: I, I agree. Yeah, it's the same as betting AL MVP for Mike Trout. I mean, last season, Mike Trout was healthy for most of the year. I know he had some early stints on the on the injured list earlier on in the season, but that's just a bet I'm never going to take when guys are injury-prone and haven't played a full season in so many years. I, I'm not throwing my money at a plus 500-odd for him to win the AL Cy Young Award. I'll throw it to you, though, the first bet that has value but you don't like.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going back to MMA. You know, obviously I cannot bet, but I do like to look at the sports that I know the most about. That would be MMA for me. Uh, Brendan Allen this weekend at plus 176. Here's my thing with Brendan Allen, right? Uh, those are great odds and all, and he is good. I will not tell you that I do not think he's good. He He's all right, but he never wins against the big guys. If you look at his career, he loses to Chris Curtis. He's lost to Sean Strickland. The only guy that he's really won against that I like that had a big name, well, Sam Alvey in a sense, even though that fight was interesting. And and exactly like you're saying. "Mm."
0: Yeah, Sam Alvey, you know. Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) And then he has a win over Kevin Holland, and uh, he wrapped him up. It was a nice submission, but it was pretty earlier in Kevin uh, Holland's career as well. Uh, but ultimately, he never does win against a bigger guy. Andre Munez is a guy who's been around. He's pretty good. And uh, he he's one of these guys that would usually beat a Brendan Allen. So that's what I see this week. Now, you might see Brendan Allen and see the name and understand who he is. Uh, and you see the odds at plus 176 and you, you want to hit that line. I'm telling you, stay away from it. If anything, maybe look at some of the prop bets when they come out. Um, because there might be some actual value there to bet within what happens on that fight. Those prop bets are not out right now, so I can't necessarily give you advice. But I would just say stay away from this fight if you're going to bet money on.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I love that analysis because I actually have a bet on that same fight coming up here very shortly. Uh, but I'll start with next with my second bet that I don't like, and it's actually in the UFC as well. And it's Max Holloway, minus 150, versus Arnold Allen. This fight goes down April 15th. Holloway, he's still widely considered one of the best boxers in MMA. Not the best, but one of the best boxers in MMA. But he hasn't looked stellar in over two years. He's lost four of his last six fights. And for, Brent, or for Arnold Allen, excuse me, he's 10-0 in the UFC. He's a dangerous young contender at featherweight. I think it's almighty Allen's time right now in MMA, and I know Max is still young, but this is no easy fight for him. My uncomfortable prediction right now is Arnold Allen, but regardless, the minus 150 line for Max Holloway is just a bet I do not like, and a bet that I'm staying away from.
1: I love it. I 100% agree. I mean, I really, really like Arnold Allen, number one, and I really am... You know, from what I've seen in UFC, Max Holloway is kind of at that make or break point in his career, which could give him a lot of motivation, right, to win this fight. He needs that win, but it's not good for him because he has to fight Arnold Allen, mm-hmm. and that's not the fight that you want to come back for, from. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely uh, I don't like that line either, Jake.
0: Yeah, on agreement on that line, I'll send it right back over to you for your second bet that you don't like
1: baseball time Jake all right let's get it you're gonna hear some MLB talk out of Alex Henry and I said I would talk about making future bets and kind of my thoughts on future bets I think future bets are fun but betting consists of you taking your money and betting it which means you want to do that wisely and we advise if you are gonna bet that you bet wisely looking at the World Series so early. I don't understand. They have the Houston Astros at plus 600 right now. uh, Los Angeles Dodgers plus 750. New York Yankees at plus 800. I'll just talk about the Astros specifically because they're the favorite. From my knowledge of baseball, what I understand is one injury to one player in baseball can riddle your entire season. And these things happen Every single season where you see a star player on a team or something happen or a suspension because there's so much drama within the MLB right now that it's just not safe to bet on this early on the World Series. I don't like the idea of betting on the World Series so, so early, even like spring training not even starting yet. So I understand there is the excitement. And if you, I say, if you're a fan, you love your Astros, bet on the Astros then because that's fine. That's a different. Reason, But if you're trying to be smart with your money and make smart bets, I don't necessarily think it's the wisest thing this early to bet on the 2023 World Series, Jake.
0: Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, I love the idea of future bets. I just think they're really fun to talk about and really fun to look at. And And I
1: I have one for the MVP in the NBA right now. So I, I like future bets. It's just... I I still try to justify a good reason. And with the World Series, and maybe it is my lack of knowledge in baseball, but um, I I do understand in the sport of baseball so much can change. So that's why I'm trying to be a little wiser with my money if I were to be making these bets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. Like, I love the idea of future bets, like I was saying, but for me, I would never bet a future bet. Just because I can't stand, like, logging into my sportsbook account (laughs) and and seeing seeing an open bet there – for months. Right. like I To me, I want to place a bet the day that the bet happens and see if I win or not. I don't right. want to place a bet and then have to track that bet all season long. Like, even the AL Cy Young award I was talking about earlier for Jacob deGrom, even if you love that line at plus 500, I would never take it just because I don't want to have a bet open for that long. And when it comes to the World Series, I understand your argument there. I mean, right now, I think I'm leaning Astros to repeat but they did lose Justin Verlander to the Mets, but they did uh, bring in another pitcher as well. I don't know. I mean, it's wide open right now. I think the Astros are certainly are up there. They have a case to be made. Yankees do as well. The Dodgers are up there as well. I, I Right now, I think I'm leaning Dodgers, Padres, Astros, something along that effect. But for, for these purposes, I mean, it's a bet you don't like because it provides value. Yeah. So in that case... I think it makes perfect sense, Alex, because you're just saying that, hey, the World Series, it's really up for grabs. You could see four teams winning it right now. Why would you put any money on a plus 500, plus 600 odd for the Astros to repeat as champions? Sure. So yeah, I don't I don't hate it at all. My third bet that I don't like, but there is value in is actually uh, starting in a couple hours from this recording. It's it's in the NHL, Alex, and I'm not sure how much analysis we're going to get from either one of us, Alrighty. but let's get into it. I wanted to throw in hockey into the Zipline podcast oh, yeah. for once. So the line is Ottawa Senators plus one and a half puck line at a plus 100 odd. Uh, they're playing the Boston Bruins today. The Bruins are 42-8-5. and five. They've won three in a row, and they're just widely considered one of the best teams in the NHL. The Senators, they're 27-24-4 and, and have a, a minus-5 differential compared to Boston's plus-90 differential. That's insane. I like the Bruins to win by two goals today. I do apologize that you know, puck drop is today at 1 p.m., but I wanted to include some hockey into the zip line for a change of pace. So there you go. I don't like the Senators plus one-and-a-half puck line today against the Bruins. So the Bruins got to win by two goals today against the Senators. I think it's possible. I think it's possible.
1: Here's my thing, Jake. I don't know a lot about NHL. You're 100% correct, but I used to play the video game all the time. All and right. My favorite team was the Montreal Canadiens, and the Montreal Canadiens' rival team – is the Boston Bruins, which means I can never bet on them. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not betting, <laughs> I'm not betting the Bruins. I'm just not liking to bet
0: Ottawa Senators plus one sure. and a half puck sure. line. So I'm not betting the Bruins are going to win by two goals. I'm just telling people to stay away from Senators plus one and a half puck line at plus 100 odds for today's NHL uh, matchup. Now, Alex, last thing before we sign off on today's Zipline podcast, parlay is the most fun bet, in my opinion, to make, whether it's a same-game parlay or just a regular parlay out there. We're going to break it down, just one parlay on the docket for today's Zipline podcast. I'm going to send it right over to you, one parlay that you like and are potentially you know, az- advising other people to, to take as well.
1: Jake, I'm calling this parlay the Pack is Back Parlay. That's what I'm calling it, and I like it. It's for Israel Adesanya, money line, Kamara Usman, money line, and John Jones, money line. Talking about two guys who have lost it all. They were the biggest in their weight classes, the biggest in UFC, in the champs, and they lost their belts, and now they're getting their rematches. And John Jones, who hasn't fought in a very, very long time and was considered one of the best when he was in active status. ...is now coming back. I love Israel Adesanya money line. I love Kamaru Usman money line. And I love John Jones money line. Why not put them all together? The pack is back. Parlay. Those odds will end up giving you a plus 271... ...which isn't necessarily crazy. But, I mean, for talking about two, three favorites... Uh, Israel Adesanya Moneyline, negative 162, Kamaru Usman, negative 250, and John Jones, negative 156. Putting them all together for a plus 271 in what's kind of a cool, fun bet to make, you know, talking about these comeback fighters. Uh, I I really do like this parlay.
0: Yeah, I can't. Say anything bad against that parlay, and those are actually great odds parlaying those three favorites together. And it certainly helps that you know Israel Adesanya, Kamar Uzman, coming off of those losses, you know they normally would be huge favorites in any fight. Now since they're coming off of losses and they're the challenger instead of the champion, those odds are much closer in those fights. And for me, I kind of look at it as like a Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena type fight. And I know that one was much less competitive than maybe a Alex Bejeda and Israel Adesanya feud, right? The second fight where uh, Amanda Nunes went back in there and got her belt back from Juliana, not very competitive, right? 100% give credit to Juliana Pena for, you know, going out there and giving the fight that she did. But my point with this is, you know, Juliana Pena takes a championship away from a champion that was so dominant. And then it corrected itself in the following fight between these two women. I could see the same thing happening here in both the Adesanya fight and the Usman fight, where history corrects itself. It was just a bump in the road, right. and those guys get their belts back. 100%. So I completely agree with those two lines. John Jones, like I said, I'm very on the fence about which way I'm going on that fight. I can make an argument for both John Jones and Cyril Gon. I don't love that, of course, John Jones is coming off of a three year layoff. It's his first time at heavyweight. But if you like that value, if you like that line, Parlay those three favorites together. Those are some pretty good odds, man. I don't hate it.
1: Yeah, last year, a good friend of mine said it was the year of the upset. This year, she says it's the year of the comeback. So, uh, no, I think it. I think it's fun. You could have put a Max Holloway in there if you wanted to, considering Ooh. he's been on a losing streak, but I didn't. And I actually wanted to put a Conor McGregor in there, uh, considering he's also coming back off of a loss versus uh, Dustin Poirier, and he'll be fighting Michael Chandler at some point. And uh, you, you're not allowed to uh, put him in just yet into a parlay piece, which is why I didn't. You know, Alex, I almost had one of my
0: bets that I didn't like almost was Conor McGregor minus 110. hmm Almost was, but I I didn't want to throw too much UFC in there because you know, this is the zip line. We're talking about all kinds of sports and, and my parlay is actually UFC based as well. It's for the fight card this Saturday night and I'll run through it and my odds aren't as good as yours, but it's still underdog odds So uh, here it is. First off. Andre Muniz, minus 205, versus Brendan Allen. You kind of broke down this fight very well, Alex, earlier. Brendan Allen, he is such a hard fighter to handicap. He's a good striker. He's hit or miss. He's on a three-fight win streak. And like you said, he just loses when he fights better competition. Like guys like Strana Strickland, Chris Curtis in there as well. I think Muniz is in that class here. I think he's very talented. I like Andre to win. That's minus 205. Leg number two, Mike Malat 225, versus Johan Lioness. Mallott, he's a great boxer and kickboxer. He can get hit, but he has the power, and he's technically sound as well. I've been impressed with Mallott ever since his round one submission win in Dana White's contender series, and he's now 1-0 in the UFC. So Mike Malat 225, is leg number two. And my final leg, leg number three, Tatiana Suarez, minus 750, versus Montana De La Rosa. I know minus 750 is insane odds, but I'd likely switch this leg to an inside-the-distance prop or submission-win prop when they become available. But every single parlay needs a sure-thing leg, and I think this is it for me. You know, for your your parlay, it might be your Adesanya leg, or it might be your Uzman leg, however you want to consider it. But for me, for this one, it is Tatiana Suarez. Both fighters are great wrestlers, but Suarez is much better, and I expect her to dominate this fight, even after taking a four-year layoff from the sport. So I like Muniz, minus 205, Malat, minus 225, Suarez, minus 750. Parlay those three favorites together. You get plus 143 odds, which a $10 bet gives you a twenty-four thirty-five payout. I'm just taking all those three favorites, putting them in a parlay, and getting that decent line. Yeah,
1: not a bad idea at all. I really do like him a lot, and I really like uh, the female fight that you had as well. What was the name? I forget. Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez, thank you. I like Tatiana Suarez as well. The the most worrisome one would be that main event for me just because Brendan Allen is so unpredictable. He looks great in so many fights. If he decides to look great against a guy who is better than him, then he might beat him. But like you said, Jake, he doesn't look good against guys that are better than him, and he loses. Uh, So it's all uh, ultimately, I would say it all comes down to, to your Brendan Allen fight yeah. and uh and I'm okay with that. If my biggest worry is Brendan Allen possibly winning, then I feel all right in that parlay.
0: Yeah, that's the only leg you're really going to have to sweat out in my opinion. And like I said when the lines come out for Tatiana Suarez, I love those double chance bets when it comes to the UFC that are provided in most sports books where it's, you know, Tatiana Suarez wins by this or this. Great. love those lines and i would absolutely eat up a suarez by dis- or by yeah by decision or by submission cuz suarez is a great wrestler she can get submissions as well but i also really like any women's fight to go to the to go to the distance and go to the scorecards i really like those lines as well so if you're taking tatiana suarez by decision or submission she's a minus 750 money line but for that line i would imagine it would be You know, minus 500, minus 600 range, which would make this parlay a little bit better. So probably bring it up to like plus 160, plus 180, maybe plus 200 territory, which then, I mean, even those little line movement like that, that could bring you a lot more value as well. But that'll do it for the very entertaining episode two of the Zipline podcast series here on SPTOT. Let us know on Twitter at WZIP Sports if you're enjoying this series and the format of the podcast. We want to hear from you. And as I said in the first episode of the Zipline, we're really trying to create and build a community within WZIP Sports for sports betting. If you follow any of our advice and lose, we're sorry. We just do this for fun. And if you follow any of our advice and win, then you're welcome. You know, we're geniuses. Yeah, exactly. We're geniuses, Alex. (laughs) Once again, the National Helpline for Gambling Addiction is available 24-7 with text and call services at 1-800-522-4700. Today, I was joined by
1: Alex Henry.
0: And I've been your host, Jake
1: Murren. Hopefully, we'll
0: speak to you all again soon for episode three of The Zipline.